What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. It's going to be a great day. I'm Amanda Lacho. That's the one and only Dave Hellman, NFL insider, Joy Taylor, and Eagles. All oh, it's a great day. It's a great day. It's a birthday. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. My dog. 40 years old. You're looking young. You turned 42 today. Happy 42 birthday. birthday. You're right. You're right. Happy second. It is my birthday, so it's going to be a phenomenal day here at Speak. Thanks for rocking with the kid, and y'all keep rocking with us. Now, we got to move to Buffalo because we got some action popping there with the Bills. Now, look, they are hosting the Vikings on Sunday. It's a huge matchup. Remember, the Bills lost to the Jets. Many people have the Bills as a Super Bowl favorite, but here's what's even more concerning. Josh Allen, superstar quarterback, MVP favorite Josh Allen, has missed practice for the third straight day this week. Sean McDermott, coach, said he's day-to-day with a right elbow injury. Now, the Bills are coming off their worst offensive output in that loss to the Jets. I am worried. I know it's my birthday. I'm not supposed to be worried. I'm picking up a pen. Pen is my clutch. Um, I'm worried, though, y'all. And, Joy, here's why I'm worried. Even if Josh Allen is healthy enough to play, he's still going to be hurt. Yeah. And I get it, Shady, and you and I say this all the time. Everybody is injured as soon as the season starts. It's the National Football League. It's going to be an ache. It's going to be a pain. That. But even if he's healthy enough to play, he's still hurt. But Bills fans, here's what's more concerning. The Bills sitting there with two losses. Dolphins have three. Okay. Jets have three. Patriots only have four. So if Josh Allen drops a game or two due to injury, or if the Bills drop a game or two because Josh Allen is not playing or and playing hurt, then all of a sudden the Bills will be on the outside looking in like that. Like, this is not far-fetched that the Bills, who are 0-2 in their division, by the way, the only team in that division that has no win in the division, it is not too far-fetched to look up in three weeks and have the Bills be the 6 or the 7 seed as the Dolphins or the Jets are up there as the 2 or the 3 seed. I don't like how it sounds, Dave Hellman. I don't like how it sounds at all, Joy Taylor, but I'm worried about the Bills for that reason. They are my Super Bowl pick. Josh Allen is my MVP favorite. But if you care about the National Football League, you care about this story. And, Joy, I care about your answer. Are you worried and how worried are you about the Bills? I mean, I think you should be a healthy version of worried. We don't know. We're all speculating on how bad the injury is, as we should be. We're not his doctor, and we're not in the building with him. You're and a doctor. Well, yes, I am a doctor. <laughs> I'm just not a medical doctor. <laughs> uh, still call 911. And go see a real doctor if you have a UCL issue, which is what Josh Allen has. Now, they've made it very clear. It's day-to-day. They're not going to give any updates until we find out on Sunday if he's going to play. There's been some talk about should they sit him for this game? You know, should you rest him until he's 100% healthy? I don't know that the Bills have that kind of luxury. Mm -hmm. But depending on how bad the injury is, you might not have a choice. What's concerning is you're really at a critical part in the season. All the things you just mentioned, you don't have a division win. It's completely plausible for you to slip here and – potentially even be out of the playoffs. Now, I don't think that that's going to happen because they're still overall a good team and well-coached, but we know Josh Allen is that guy there and is making all this happen. So I'm I'm okay with playing through injuries. Everyone's injured at some point, and you got to play through it. It's just a really tough injury that you could make worse and then completely lose him. So they've got to be very careful with how they handle it. 2-5, you've known Josh Allen since the day he was drafted. You were literally there the day he was drafted. He missed a couple games his rookie year with an elbow injury, but it was his rookie year. This is an MVP caliber year. How worried are you about the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen having an injury? I'm not worried. Playing with Josh, Josh is tough. (laughs) I mean, you see the way he runs, right? But he's a tough dude. So, and one thing, another thing is uh, Sean McDermott's great coach. I think he has that team well coached. 
Um, I think they'll be prepared. If Josh plays, they'll be prepared, obviously. But if they don't, if he doesn't play, I think the team will be prepared. And I think they can win this game just because of the coaching, right? They did a good job of, like, getting the right depth. I think when you build championship teams, it starts with the starters, obviously, but it's the backups. And then the last part is you're talking about a franchise quarterback, mm -hmm. a guy you paid hundreds of millions of dollars to. So when you say, like, day-to-day, -day, I feel, like, more comfortable with that compared to, well, if a guy like that, you're going to make sure he's safe. If he's hurt, hurt, then he won't play. And I think they would say that. So I, I feel comfortable with the move, man, and uh, with Buffalo. I'm worried. I'm not worried so much about, like, the situation. I'm, I'll be honest. I'm worried about the, kind of the stuff that y'all said. And that, like, I'm worried that that narrative is going to get the Bills to do something reckless, mm. dumb. And What's what, reckless? Reckless is playing a guy with an injury to his throwing elbow if he's not capable of playing or if he shouldn't be playing. Now, I am also – I'm not any kind of doctor. I'm nothing. <laughs> just, a, just a guy on TV. I haven't looked at Josh Allen's elbow. And I, so I, I don't want to say the really scary word that starts with T, mm -hmm. two words, T and J. If you know what I'm talking – if you're a baseball fan, you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to do that. I'm, kinda, I'm slow. I'm sorry. First name, I don't, Tommy, I, name I don't want oh, this okay. man to need okay. Tommy John surgery. Okay. And my, my point is, and look, I, I don't know that. I'm not Thanks, trying to, brother. I'm not, <laughs> Thank you. I'm I not trying to fear monger here, but my thing is, it's, it's his throwing elbow. You could potentially make it worse. And it's easy. I don't blame the Bills if they're sitting there saying the same stuff you just said, Acho. We're only a game up on the Dolphins. We're going to lose pace in the AFC. All of a sudden, we're going to be looking up in the standings. And then what happens? The next thing you know, you don't have Josh Allen for the rest of the year, maybe even potentially part of next year. Again, I'm, I am projecting a lot right now, but that type of stuff scares me to the point where I say, if there's any doubt whatsoever, you've got Case Keenum. He's started 64 games in his, in his NFL career. He's taken a talented Vikings team to the playoffs. You can survive one, two, maybe even three games with Case Keenum with the amount of talent that the Bills have. Just please don't risk this man's long-term future because of one game. Shady, I'm going to come back to you in a second because okay. Joy and Shady, I was having this thought. It's the NFL. Like, this was bound to happen. What do I mean? AFC East. Who started the season at quarterback for the Jets? Was it Zach Wilson, Dave Hellman? No. no it wasn't was it Joe all? Flacco. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa has been hurt this season, right, for yep. the Dolphins? Yeah. Yeah, who's the starting quarterback for the Patriots? Right now. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Jones. But was he the starting quarterback all season? No. No. So the AFC East has actually seen every quarterback in that division have quarterback injuries. Mm. The question is, A, Bills, to some degree, I hope Josh Allen is not off the field, but he's going to deal with an injury. 100% injury ratio in the National Football League. So now the real issue is, hey, how good is your team? That's the real question. Shady, let me ask you this. I've asked you how worried you are. I've asked Dave. I've asked Roy. I've answered for myself. How worried should the Bills be? You've been in that locker room. You've yeah. been in NFL locker rooms. They're looking around. The Jets just beat us with Josh Allen healthy. Right. The Dolphins beat us with Josh Allen healthy. The New England Patriots are scrappy. How worried should the Bills players be inside the locker room? Just being in that locker room and being with Sean McDermott, they're not, they're not worried, right? Not too much. Um, now, obviously, if you don't have Josh Allen, like, it's, you know, raise your eye a little bit, like, oh, what are we going to do? But I think they have uh, – they built the culture. They built the team. And they did lose to the Jets last week, but they had some, some, um, some key pieces that were hurt, and they didn't play. So I think going, going back to this game, getting some guys healthy, I think they'll be prepared. I, I think Sean McDermott has done a great job of building this team, this roster. You look at this roster, this roster's solid, right? And then you have a good defense, a great defense at that. So I just think that whatever the offense may slack and lack on that game, I think the defense can pick it up.
Do you anticipate, Joy, that the Dolphins or the Jets and or the Jets smell <clears throat> blood in the water? Like, is this one of those moments where you anticipate the Dolphins and the Jets that are one game behind, if you even want to call it such a thing, are going to look now at the Bills and be like, oh, now it's time to strike? Or do you yeah. think the Bills will maintain that one seed at least for the next several weeks? Well, uh, the Dolphins and the Jets already beat the Bills. <laughs> So uh, ain't no ain't no blood in the water. They already took a chunk. <laughs> they got their pound of flesh. They them. So they're they're yeah, of course. But you know you still have to respect to Shady's point what the Bills have built there. And Case Keenum is a solid backup quarterback. Yeah. He's shown the ability to win games. This isn't you know uh, walking through this this morning. It kind of gave me I'm like is this like an Eagles Nick Foles kind of situation? Like are they that good? Does this actually add up? I don't think it's a fair comparison because Carson got injured week 14. Right. There's still a lot of football mm -hmm. left to play yeah. for the Bills. So this is not a situation where even if you have a solid backup like Case Keenum, you can come in, I feel like, and still feel good about right. the rest of the season. Like, there's a lot of time left. Because here's the, here's the trick. Remember, with backup quarterbacks, they usually can, like, steal a game or two because right. nobody's prepared for them, right? You Defenders, want them to split. Yeah, they, and that's what usually happens. Right. If Eagles fans remember clearly, I believe they lost immediately – after we the, they played the Rams and Carson Wentz gets hurt, they went LCL, two and MCL. one in the final three regular season games. Correct, and like, went on to win the Super We Bowl. weren't sure that Nick Foles was going to be able to like do anything Looked great. Really bad in his first game. Uh, oh, we weren't sure. And Nick Foles, my dog. I, I thought Nick could do it. I thought you could do it, Nick, and you did it. I played with Nick. I, Nick threw seven, eight touchdowns in, one, in game. one game. Come on, we so don't. You thought Nick could win the Super Bowl? He looked real bad the first time he was. I've in there seen worse quarterbacks win Super Bowls. Shady. One thing about Shady, Shady is going to back up a backup quarterback. <laughs> that he is. He's going to be early well, to that. That he is. Well, no, if they're good. Yeah. If they're good, yeah. What backup quarterback's not good in your mind? It's a couple of them. Girl, wait. We don't need this, to back up yeah, quarterback. It's not, not the second four. It's not the come on. <laughs> That's the voice of a no, lie. No, but you got to believe. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco won't go. You got to believe Shady. I'm against Joe Flacco every game this year. This year. Oh, Joe's playing? Um, let me ask you this, 2-5. If you were looking at Josh Allen, and you, before we get out of here, you're looking at Josh Allen, okay. you know he's tough. You know he's going to want to play. Yeah. But you might want to reserve him like Dave Hellman is speaking of. Should you let Josh Allen play? Like, knowing that you're only one game ahead of the Jets, one game ahead of the Dolphins, should, should you play? look in the short term or should you consider more the long term? You know, that's, a, that's a hard question. I think it's more like how Josh feels. This is what I will tell you, right? There's some good doctors up there in Buffalo. And you're not talking about that the rookie Josh Allen that, that missed some games because – Mm -hmm. It didn't really matter. If he played or didn't play, we didn't care. <laughs> the results are going to be the results. I think now with Josh Allen, they're going to do everything possible to make sure that he's ready to go if he can play. And if he can't play, they won't play him. They won't even risk it. Yep. He's too big to the franchise, too big to the city. And, I mean, he's, he's their future, so they won't do that. Well, speaking of future, nobody knows what is in the cards for Odell Beckham's future. Superstar receiver. He's on the market. He should be healthy here in about three weeks from today. But where is he going to go? A lot of people are saying the Cowboys are going to want to come back and hear the best destination for Odell Becker. That's next. Steve. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
Now, speaking of celebration, boy, the Cowboys would be celebrating if they could land the hot commodity of Odell Beckham, superstar receiver, a generational talent when healthy. Cowboys are not being shy about wanting OBJ on their team, but a few other teams, including the Bills, Giants, Bucks, have also been named as potential landing spots for the mega star Odell Beckham. I don't want to take the floor, Dave Hellman. I want to hear from you. You know more about the Cowboys than anybody on television, so break it down for me. Here we go, Where Cowboys. should Odell want to play? Okay, look, I mean... Odell should want to play for the team that's willing to give him the most money. Honestly, like, let's just throw that out there. But assuming the money is pretty equal, can I get? Can I, yeah, can I get my shot? Thank you very much. I appreciate that. No, can bring it back. Yes, thank you. Odell, Odell, where else? Where else but Dallas, man? Come on. Well, like, let, let's think about this logically. Okay, we're gonna break down the list of teams. The Kansas City Chiefs club's looking kind of full, y'all. Like, they look like they're at capacity. They just traded for Kadarius Toney. They got Hardman. They got Travis Kelsey. They got Juju and MVS. I know he doesn't need to be the man, but he needs a chance to get on the field, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't see it there. Baltimore. Baltimore could use him, but it gets cold in Baltimore, oh, man. Yeah. Odell, you can't save the Rams. You can't save the Packers. Buffalo? Odell, do you know what lake snow is? <laughs> you, know what, you know what thunder snow is? Those are things. Those are things in Buffalo. It's Dallas, man. Mm. They got the need. They got a receiver need. Like you would, there's the opportunity for touches, targets, all that good stuff. They play in a real pretty dome. It's one of the nicest stadiums in the league. They got the star. You get to have fun. You got C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Zeke Elliott, and Tony Pollard to help take the pressure off. What's not to love about the Dallas Cowboys? Of course, of course it's Dallas. I see you and I raise you. Odell has to go to Dallas 2-5. A star needs the star. Odell Beckham is a star, absolutely, unequivocally. Star. There's no doubt about it. And he needs the star because the Dallas Cowboys not only have a star on their helmet, but they are a star organization. Odell Beckham is more than a football player. Odell Beckham transcends football. Odell Beckham walks in Paris Fashion Week, Milan Fashion Week. Odell Beckham is a mega star playing the game of football, moonlighting as a wide receiver. So go to an organization that moonlights as an NFL organization, but truly they are just a multi-billion dollar corporation. That is what Odell Beckham needs. Now, all the football reasons make sense. Go there with CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. But more than anything, you got Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. They'll run the ball 20 to 25 times. Maybe most importantly, you have an offensive coordinator that is wise enough to figure out how to get you touches in Kellen Moore. So for that reason, the Cowboys make the most sense, but you might have a contradicting opinion. Where should Odell No, go? I mean, I, I said either the, the Ravens or, or the Cowboys, I think, for a lot of different reasons. One, about the, the star quality. I think, I mean, there's a lot of players that play for Dallas that wasn't that good, mm -hmm. but they play for the Cowboys and they blow them up. Right? Like, oh, my God, it's such a good player. And then they'd be that good, but playing at that, that platform with the Cowboys. They look better. You agree with that? Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. he's not yeah, wrong. Yeah, you know, I mean, Marco Murray had an MVP vote, and Shady never got one. DeMarco yeah. Murray. I did check that. We didn't, we I did check. DeMarco Murray won NFL Offensive Player saying, of the Year. I, mean, I just this, this felt like good. a good time. Anyway, right. anyway. This felt like a good yeah, time. Yeah, this is Cowboys, yeah. So, um, but I think that quality is, is, is excellent for him. And also just, like, okay, so he went to the Rams. Mm -hmm. And by the way, it's funny how, like, Everybody was saying, go to the Rams, go back to the Rams. Now they're not good. It's like, okay, <laughs> no. no more Rams. No Talk more to me Rams. about the Ravens, because you made a great yeah. point about them. Why just, the Ravens? Um, they don't have a lot of wide receivers, right? They just picked up Deshaun Jackson, and I'm sure they won't give him a, a, a ton of workload. He's older, and he's just coming to the team. I think he'd be the speed guy. But, I mean, and, and they had some injuries at wide receiver. Other than Mark Andrews, you don't really have much. You know, mm -hmm. D-Rob is playing very well, but I think they need one more superstar player.
you know, if Odell can be that. But. If you're a wide receiver, would you want to play with Lamar? Reason I say that, Hollywood Brown and Lamar Jackson, we know incredibly close. Hollywood Brown was a first-round pick for okay. uh, the yeah. Baltimore Ravens three years back. He now plays for the Arizona Cardinals. Mm -hmm. If you are a wide receiver, would you want to go to a run-first, run-second, run-third organization? Well, I think when, you, when you're with a, a group that runs the ball a lot, like, like you just talked about, but you don't have a strong wide receiver core, well, that means, hey, I'll get majority of the balls. Mm -hmm. So whenever we do throw the ball, I'll be that target. And, and uh, Hollywood, he dropped a lot of balls. Come he on. did. That's true. Yeah, more receptions. So I hear about Baltimore. I somewhat agree. I think Buffalo is also a little interesting. I think Kansas City would know how to use him. So when he is used, it would be very effective. Uh, and... You know, they have three really solid quarterbacks in those teams as well. So mm -hmm. you're going to get a very catchable ball. Ah, Cowboys don't. Uh, no, I just mentioned Baltimore. I just want to see his face. No, Dallas, <laughs> Dallas to me is the place that Odell should go. Uh, and you mentioned how much money he would be paid. Getting inside that Dallas Cowboys fraternity mm. would pay for itself. Mm. That's, that's a good point. There, that's a great point. There's some appearance act, That is what a Cowboys executive would say. Start, that would be yes, their selling uh, point. You know, yeah. if I pull up in a new car tomorrow, thank you. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, it does. It makes sense. Odell is a superstar. Even his name, being a, a one-namer, he is a superstar. We know what he's capable of when he's used properly. Dallas does already have a solid wide receiving core, so this would be a bonus for them. They don't have to rely on him for volume. Yep. Dak is capable of getting the ball to his receivers. He throws a nice ball. He does. Just for the record. Sometimes. And they consider themselves contenders. We all thought it was a little weird that they didn't add some depth at the trade deadline. Well, this is a perfect situation. And as far as the money goes, <coughs> to me, this just this makes sense. Like, he's... he's Odell, as a cowboy, if these are the options, just makes sense. This, is my, like, it, this isn't a Jerry Jones thing anymore. The whole Cowboys organization is putting on a full-court press oh, right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants yeah. it. Micah. Zeke, yes. Dak, like all of did them. Dak, have come, did Dak come out yet? Yeah, Dak, Dak said. I mean, they don't have no number one. Lines. They don't have a number one receiver over there, so I think anything would be good for them. Um, my question to you is this, Joy. You mentioned Baltimore, you mentioned the Bills, you mentioned the Chiefs. So I want to focus on the Bills and the Chiefs. To me, in Buffalo or in Kansas City, Odell would be icing on the cake. You already have in, in Kansas City. Travis Kelsey, Miko Hardman, Juju Smith, MVS. They're all, you know, good receivers. Travis Kelsey's a future Hall of Famer. And you have that kid that went they, to Penn. They, I don't but they pay them, though. That, they, they pay them dudes. Well, I'm so. just saying they got dudes. In Buffalo, clearly, Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox. See, that's different, though, because I don't think he gets on the field in Buffalo. So that's my point I want to ask is, like, to me, Odell is icing on the cake in Buffalo and Kansas City. In Dallas, he's more of the cake. Yeah. That, that's yeah. like, right. how do y'all feel about that? Well, he is coming off of a second ACL that's injury. true, too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. to me, this is, this is a value add for any of these teams. He shouldn't be going to a situation where there's pressure on him to have a lot of volume, right. have a lot of targets, and really – perform like right. he should be in a situation where okay we've we have him out there in these certain sets and we have these plays that we're drawing up for him but if it works great if not okay right. sometimes we'll throw him out there as a diversion but that's how he should look at it right now coming off of an injury at this point in the season and going to these teams in the first place so if it's a desperate point. team that need you know it's like green bay packers like don't 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 go to green bay there's gonna be expectations there please no and and just because your name is odell does not mean that those expectations should match that at this point and coming off of this injury dave is the cowboys not setting odell up for failure i think that is the one place where odell could go and we would look at things retroactively as like oh that was bad you go to kansas city and you don't really make any noise there we might even like forget to some degree that you're there if you go to buffalo and you don't make any noise there it's mm. buffalo we might to some degree forget you're there but in dallas 
Primetime just about every week. Game of the week just about every week. Odell Beckham on the Cowboys. There is no forgetting. Jerry Jones giving pros game quotes after every game. It'll, it'll be worse in Dallas, but, like, he's, he's Odell. We keep calling him Odell. We don't have to specify who this is. Like, he's going to be a story no matter what. And that's why, like I said that about the Chiefs, obviously you'll find a role for a guy that talented if he's healthy regardless. But it gets a hell of a lot harder with what the Chiefs and, and to a lesser degree, the Bills have put in place. Like, again, I, I listed off all the names for the Chiefs before. The Bills traded for Naheem Hines. Like, like, and these are, for the most part, some of these guys have been there since April and May. Like, you have designated plans for what you want them to do. I just think the gap in the Cowboys offense is a little bit more obvious. So, yeah, like, there, there is the potential for backfiring in everything the Cowboys do because it's the Cowboys. But when it's a guy of Odell Beckham's magnitude, that's going to happen regardless. And then, like, some, some of these teams don't need Odell, right? Like, the Chiefs don't need Odell. So it's like – or the Bills. You don't want to mess up your, your core group. You don't want to make the room, like, feel weird or awkward. You know, you bring a guy like Odell in the room – Guys have been playing well, like Gary Boo for, for the, the, the Bills. They might feel a certain way. Let me ask you this. Let's personalize it. I remember when the Chiefs signed you, in large part because you're my dog. I'm following your career. But I'm like, the Chiefs did not need LaShawn McCoy. I mean, LaShawn, you were a six-time Pro Bowler at the time, a mm-hmm. two-time All-Pro at the time. You already had 15,000 yards at the time in total. So I was like, the Chiefs don't really need you. I was like, they got Tyree Kill. They have Travis Kelsey. They have Patrick Mahomes. And truth be told, at that point in time, you would accomplish significantly more than everybody except for Patrick Mahomes. So I'm like, ah, Shady might be a distraction from a team full of budding superstars. You're going to bring in an older superstar. How did that play out in Uh, your time with the Chiefs? How could it play out in Odell? I think it was different because, like, um, if you look at the offense, the weakest point was the running game, right? So they were addressing that issue. Well, our running game is not the best, so let's bring in a a good running back to do that. Where in the other cases we're talking about, I mean – like the Cowboys makes the most sense because they're lacking that wide receiver. We all talked about it at the trade deadline. Trade deadline, like, yo, they need one more guy. And be honest, like they, their number one is really not a number one. We don't look at CeeDee Lamb as the number one guy. I don't. Do you? It doesn't I mean, matter. Let me stop. Let me stop. But well, well, he no, is the number one guy know, but, in their but, offense. But, I mean, but the he way, is. like, I don't know. I just feel like when you watch them play, he, he doesn't jump out as a number one. Let dude. me ask you this. What goes into a superstar's decision-making process? Where, did you choose as a free agent to go to KC? Yeah, so you know what's crazy? What goes into that process? Uh, I was going to go there or um, 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 it was a bidding war between them and um, the Chargers. But I, I chose Andy Reid because I know him well, and I, the running back room was it was light, and they were going to win. I wanted to win. Now, the money was like, I made, what, four million that year, so the money was kind of the same. But I wanted to win. I thought that with Patrick Mahomes, what he does, right, with Travis Kelsey, and then the team that Andy Reid built, and I know him so well, I, it was a no-brainer. How much you think about the city? Because I would assume you prefer L.A. over K.C. How much is Odell I, thinking Dallas-Buffalo? That's an easy decision. I don't like the cold. How much goes into that? I guess for him, he likes attention. So I guess for him, he probably loves to go to Dallas. But then again, I feel like he's not going to play that much in Buffalo. Right? He's not, he's not going to just demand the ball. Where in Dallas, they might put him in, in the game plan first week. Hey, Odell's here. Okay, excuse me, <laughs> other guys. We're, we're in, in Buffalo or KC. He got to wait. Mm. And, and he might be the best, depending on how he is, he might be the best wide receiver on, on the team in Dallas. Or in Kansas City, he's not. Fair. There. More where that came from. But coming up, it sounds like Aaron Rodgers is ruffling even more feathers. Oh, this guy. Oh, my God. And allegedly, his teammates have responded and don't like 
how he's handled it. About time. We'll give you our take on that next week. They need me as a teammate. They do. You know what I'm saying? I'll be up with his locker. Is this pick? Let's move on. The Packers, they've lost five straight games, and a lot of eyes are on Aaron Rodgers, as they should be. He's a two-time MVP in the last two years. The offense has been struggling, and Rodgers called out his young wide receivers earlier this season. Now, a report says the quarterback has created some tension by painting the young wideouts as, quote, scapegoats for the team's struggles. You know somebody old who said that, quote. Don't nobody young use the word scapegoat. Scapegoat. But don't nobody young use that word no more. So I, um, I'm old, I guess. Yeah, uh, I I'm older, I guess, now today as well. <laughs> I'm older. Your happy 42nd birthday. birthday. 42, big dog. Oh, why well, I say 42nd? I don't know. Maybe it's the beard. Who is it the connects. youngest? It is. It's, 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 it's Sacha. It's still you. It's my young bull. Yeah, it's me by far. My young bull. You're 33. Calm my down. Young, you know, if you do that, you're my young bull. My young bull. Calm down. Okay, Shady, you about to upset me like these young wide receivers for Aaron Rodgers. I'm coming to you first. Do you like how Aaron Rodgers has handled this season? It's been a lot of drama. No, 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 no. I don't. You don't? I don't like it at all. I don't, I don't like the way Aaron Rodgers as a leader. Like, his leadership skills is, like, this small. How can he be that great and have this small of leadership? And in and the, and the off-seasons, right, OTAs, mini-camps, that's the time where you bond with your young players, new players, et cetera. Instead of doing that, right, and getting better with them guys, you're talking bad about them every time they make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Like, how can we build? How can I build with you? You love to talk about how Tom Brady missed 11 days of camp, right? I do. I love to talk about it. But the thing with that is, like, he knew that that team, that core has been there. That, that team been there. His top wide receivers, we all played together. Majority of his linemen, we all played together. He knows some guys. We know the offense. Going to the installs and teaching new plays, they already knew the plays. The Packers is a different story. You got all rookie wide receivers for the most part. You're supposed to build them guys up. Now you're making them a scapegoat. I hate that because, like, instead of being a, 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 taking accountability for the things that you haven't been doing, because he hasn't been playing well, and building them guys up that haven't been playing well like him, he tears them down. So I don't see nothing's going to be positive about the, the offense, the team, none of that. I don't like it, Shady, but I got to say I understand it. You, like, you understand that? I understand it. Here's why. So you're a bad leader. You understand being a bad leader? Okay. I can, I can, I can okay. sympathize I need a new show. <laughs> here's, what I'm saying. here's what I understand, big dog. If I had bad teammates... If the people who play us, I said if. I said if. I said if. I let that slide because it's your birthday. I know, yeah. I said, Seriously. If, if I had bad teammates, okay. I don't. I said if. Okay. Right. If there they're two or bad. If I nice had save. bad teammates nice and people save. put bad teammates in place, okay. then I'm going to be upset as well. If you got a job to do, okay. and if your job to do is Aaron Rodgers is to direct traffic, then you can only direct traffic if you have people listening to your direction. If Sammy Watkins is out here busting coverages, then I'm going to be frustrated at who put Sammy Watkins out there. Mm-hmm. I don't tell him what routes to run. Furthermore, this is why I'm immensely frustrated. If you are going to try to be smarter than everybody else and draft a receiver in the second round out, out of North Dakota State, you can't miss. Go to Alabama. Go to Ohio State. Go to Michigan. Go to Tennessee. Go to USC. Go to Wisconsin. Go to Texas. Go somewhere, USC. Go somewhere where you know, you know what, at least these dudes have been through the NFL riggers, have been in a, not NFL riggers, but seeming stadiums of 100,000. But if you want to go get a kid in the second round out of North Dakota State, then you better connect. But wait. Christian Watson out of North Dakota State, he ain't been ready for the moment. Moment too big for him. Week one of the season, which to some degree changes the trajectory of the game. You want to go get Romeo Dobbs? Then you better admit, you better connect. You're going to give me Alan Lazard. You better connect. I don't like what Aaron Rodgers has done, but, Joy, I must say <clears throat> that I do at least understand it. This is the, the violin, the size <laughs> that I'm playing for this situation. 
if <laughs> this show had a salary cap Ooh. and you decided to eat it all up right. so you couldn't get good teammates, <laughs> what would that be? I was a good teammate. Yes, yeah, exactly. Y'all was bad. We yeah, were we, bad yeah, yeah, we got it. We got Whose it. fault would that be? Look, self-awareness is not Aaron Rodgers' thing. Not at, at all. all. At all. Not his thing. And we, we all know people like this. And it's just, you, you, you deal with them how you deal with them. Because right. you know you can't come to them and tell them about themselves. You can't expect them to, uh, to come to you or to give grace right. or to understand the gravity of the situation or to know what to say in that moment to make things better. It's a fire. And Aaron Rodgers is over here spraying gasoline on it all the time. You are not available in, you're not around in the offseason to connect with young players. Don't complain about the young players not oh, being able to connect that's right. with you. Mm, that's a great so point. Because he did miss this offseason, right? Yeah. Yes. Which, yeah. And that's, I don't go, go just, he's, he's famous for this, right? Like, Rodgers has never been one to, like, be there all through OTAs and yeah, get, and I don't get know, to. I don't know that he necessarily has to. No, like, it will. Like, but if you're not going to be there and then you don't have a good connection with young players, and you're the back-to-back -back league MVP, seems like it's your fault. Why are we holding Christian Watson right. from North Dakota State University to the same standard as Aaron Rodgers? Right. That's nonsense. It's Crazy. not Christian Watson's fault. He's not ready for the NFL. Let me ask you this. Shouldn't we be able to hold, though, a second-round pick to the standard of second-round picks. I think that's where no, Rodgers is. No, because, no. wait, Jordy was a second-round pick, if I'm okay. not mistaken. Devontae was a second-round pick. Was a second he round. wasn't Devontae when he got drafted, right. though. Correct. But, but I think that's my point. My point is, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, y'all brought me a Jordy. Y'all brought me a Devontae. Y'all brought me a Cobb. Y'all brought Jordy, Kansas State. Randall Cobb, Kentucky. Devontae, Fresno, Fresno State. State. Devontae, yep. Fresno State. Uh, Greg Jennings and them castles, different old school. But, like, if y'all have brought me dogs before... And I could do something with that. Now, I don't know what y'all want me to cook with. What, what is so, it? And even that. So that, that's, okay, for example, my, my rookie year, first I was 20 years old. I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I, I was happy to even be around Donovan McNabb and Brian Westbrook. At the time, the quarterback was Donovan McNabb. He reached out to all the rookies, right, especially the offensive rookies, myself and um, Jeremy Macklin, who was the first-round draft pick. And he took us to camp. They had, like, our, his own personal little camp, which most teams do. Mm -hmm. Most quarterbacks do that. So if I'm not going to be at OTAs all the time, because some of the quarterbacks, they might not go. But they have their own personal, like, camps. Yep. They, they, get, they get the chemistry with the wide receivers. So now you take a guy like me. I played at Pittsburgh, and I was a dog, but it's Pittsburgh. Jeremy Macklin played at Missouri. He mm -hmm. was even a bigger He's dog. A dog. But the difference him. is, these other guys, like Christian, he played in a little baby school. So they may need even more time to, to, to get that chemistry with the quarterback. Because, like, the football speed, let's just be honest, it's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's different, mm -hmm. yeah. right? The, the, the players are different. The defense is different. The quarterbacks is way different. No the doubt about it. So my thing is, like, we might need extra time. But I think, I think I'm coming to you right here in a second. You can't miss OTAs. But, but that, that is the frustration if you're Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has always said OTAs are unnecessary. Here's the frustration. That's a bad leader. Whose fault is it? <laughs> and I don't disagree. But whose fault is it that they wanted to go to North Dakota State, Dave? Aaron Rodgers is the one who's saying, it's not my fault. Give me talent. I'm going to show up and I'm executing. You know what? This would be such a different conversation if Aaron Rodgers was saying that to the execs in Green Bay and not the world. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'll, I'll extend the analogy to the show since it struck a chord a little bit on this side of the desk. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the new guy here, right? I'm the new guy on the show. I got the least amount of experience. If you go up to the fifth floor of this building and shut the door and say, I don't know what y'all are doing bringing this Dave Hellman guy on this show. How am I going to make this work? And that's where it ends. That's cool. That's to be expected, probably. That's fine.
If you come on the show or right. get on Instagram Live yeah, and you're like, you. what's up, family? Yeah. I would love to do this segment on the show, but I'm being held back by this new guy, Dave. He's terrible at his job. That's different. That's so much different. That's, that's a good point. That's my thing is like, I don't blame Aaron Rodgers if he's frustrated for the way that the Packers have handled addressing the offense. It, they've done a crappy job, but, but he's blaming them in the media. But hasn't he done both? Remember last year it was that Aaron Rodgers went to the podium and he said, man, they shouldn't have let uh, Jordy Nelson go when they did. We shouldn't have let uh, Charles Woodson go when he did. We shouldn't have let Julius Peppers go when he did. We didn't need to let Randall Cobb go when they did. Clay Matthews shouldn't have gone when he did. He was like, maybe those guys couldn't have contributed as much on the football field by their talent level, but they could have been leaders in the locker room. It appears that Rodgers had the conversation privately he had it publicly to the world and he's had it on other television shows it almost seems like he's tired of talking eventually when you run on deaf ears it's I mean, like he doesn't seem tired talk. of talking he doesn't to me he talks more than to talk. everyone he's got something to say about what we got to say he yeah. got more than enough words Critic, the critics the teammates yeah. the, the mouth teammates, everybody <laughs> yes. let me ask you this though if you at what point, Jory, are you not sick and tired of being sick and tired? Like, I mean, what are we talking aren't about? Aren't you here? tired? Like, of, if you Rodgers, aren't you tired of like tired of what? I'm tired of like not having the alpha. First of all, first of all, big clown. First of all, we're not going to sit here and act like the Green Bay Packers are some busted up organization. I love. They're not. Right. And now, I don't agree with all the way that they do business, but they do business. Mm -hmm. They are a well-run organization, right? They've had two back-to-back -back Hall of Famers, one who we won't talk about, and Aaron Rodgers mm -hmm. okay. for the last 30 years. Quarterbacks, okay. Right? Okay. Quarterbacks, yes. So they picked them and they, had them there. They drafted them, they right. They drafted them, right. Mm -hmm. right? When Aaron Rodgers and everybody else was passing on him and he was getting upset, they, they brought him there. Yep. They've put players around him. They've put offensive lines in place. They put defenses in place. Nobody's crying a river for Aaron Rodgers. He got the coach he wanted. Right? It was all about, no, oh, Mike McCarthy can't get anything done here. Won a Super Bowl. We're always in the playoffs. We have a couple bad years. Now, all of a sudden, I can't get along with them anymore. Matt LaFleur came in, got him two MVPs, along with Devontae Adams. What are, what are we crying about here? Like, what's the, what's the violin? He took the most money. He, he blasts everybody. It's <laughs> everyone else's fault. If you're really that good all the time, okay. But here's the other thing. Everybody isn't a GM. Tom Brady was able to do what he did in Tampa Bay because he had those relationships, mm -hmm. because he could pick up the phone and call Gronk and say, hey, come down and play. Let's go, Shady. Let's bring in Antonio Brown. Everybody isn't going to play with Aaron Rodgers. They Why? Don't, they don't want to. Here, here's my, here's, they don't want to. Bad leader. Here's the thing, though, Joy. Let, let's just kind of think about it. Um, the Rams last year, they made that move for Odell Beckham. Mm -hmm. The Chiefs this year, say what you will, they made a move for Canarias Tony, a first-round pick in the last two years. The Bucks made a move for Antonio Brown, made a move for Julio Jones. The Ravens, they draft Rashad Bateman in the first round after drafting Hollywood Brown in the first round. The Dolphins, I'm disregarding Tyreek Hill. They make a move for Jalen Waddle. The Cowboys, I'm disregarding Michael Gallup and all the other things. They made a move for CeeDee Lamb in the first round. The Eagles, disregard A.J. Brown. They drafted Devontae Smith. The Packers, Christian Watson. Romeo Dobbs. Yes, Miss Taylor. Did he not know that the Packers do business like that? Because I knew. You knew. You knew. I did. We all knew <laughs> that the Packers don't draft those players. So if you're so tired of being sick and tired, you could leave. You could go. There's the door. See you later. Enjoy whatever team you're going to. 
He doesn't have to continue to sign yeah. with the Packers. That's He's a not point. a rookie in his deal and they're franchise tagging him. Yeah. He could have left yeah. if he didn't want to play there. To he yeah. chose to stay. Not only and, that. And don't Abdul, choose and, to stay. Don't know me in and out and choose to stay with me right. and then complain <laughs> about who I am. You sign up for this. But don't you but, anticipate, Joy, people going to change? That's your fault. That's the biggest mistake people make in life. People don't change for other people. They change for themselves. And the Packers have no motivation to change whatsoever. Yeah, you that's chose a, that's to a bar. Here. That's, that's, that's a bar. But then, but then, first of all, hold up. You're not giving the Packers enough credit. They draft well. All the wide receivers you talked about, they draft them dudes. So maybe this their rookie year, they're not like a standout. But no, no, neither of them guys you talked about were standouts in the rookie year. But who's done what when they left Rodgers? When Jordy left No, 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 no. Let's, no. let's stick to what we know. Not the what is what we know. What we know is the rookies, they got better and better, and they became them players. Mm-hmm. Jordy, the Rodgers helped them become those players. It's a, but listen, what I'm saying. My thing is, this year they're not playing super well. They're mm-hmm. not. He's not either, though. True, not He's at all. He's not playing great not either. And they're not playing well. But my thing is, okay, all the other rookies that, that we drafted, the next year's, they got better and better and better. We didn't think Devontae Adams was going to be the number one wide receiver no, wait in his so. first year. Even the second year, he got better and better. Same thing with Jordy. So, get these boys time because you're not playing well, brother. Because he's not. <laughs> not at all. All right, so that's all I'm saying. Get them boys credit well, in, in time. You know who knows? Oh, take us home. Take us home, Dave. Take us, take home, us home, Dave. Don't blame the kids for your beef with the organization. That's my thing. I hate to call them kids. They're pro football players, but they're rookies. It's not their fault. It's not their fault that they're in this position. I like the punchline. If you can. Don't blame the kids. What'd you say? For your beef with the organization. <laughs> yeah, that. But you got to say it like that. Like a, like a punchline. Say it. Mm. Said it. Yeah. Say it say like don't. It. Look. Aaron, don't blame the kids <laughs> for the organization. Exactly. Anyway, speaking of placing blame, <laughs> Hall of Famer Steve Young, he's not placing Steve? any blame on Justin Herbert. He I calls him Steve. a generational talent, but you are going to want to hear what we call him next. I love some Steve, man. What does Steve say about that? Quote. He says something about that. Okay, we said it. Welcome back, family. Now, look, a lot of head, people were scratching their heads when we saw the Colts make this hire. Jeff Saturday, remember on Monday when the Colts fired their coach and hired Jeff Saturday, a six-time Pro Bowler who's never been coached or never coached before. Well, he's been called out for his lack of coaching experience, and he addressed it yesterday. Saturday, speak up, big dog. I'm completely comfortable in who I am as a man, bro. I know I can lead men. I know I know the game of football, and I'm passionate about it. I have no fear about are you as qualified as somebody else, bro. I spent 14 years in a locker room. I went to the playoffs 12 times. I had, I got five dudes in the Hall of Fame that I play with. You don't think I've seen greatness? You don't think I've seen how people prepare, how they coach, how they GM, how they work? I mean, one Super Bowl's been to two. Like, here's the deal, man. None of us are promised a good job. I may be terrible at this. And after eight games, I'll say, God bless you. I am no good. I may be really good at it. I got no idea. But I dang sure ain't going to back down. I can tell you that. Yeah. I do. I like Jeff. Ooh. I know him personally. I like Jeff. Did he drop the mic? He should have dropped the mic How on that. about that, though, too far? I, to be honest, I like that. He's like, hey, man, y'all, y'all, I got some. I'm a different coach, right? And he's talking about what he did. Fourteen years in the league, twelve times in the playoffs. Like, or in the playoffs, yeah, playoffs. But what's that got to do with coaching, though? That he's, was my one issue. What's that got to do with he's coaching? He's saying that he knows he has experience. Experience, experience playing. That's his experience. True, right? He don't have. He just said I don't have no coaching experience. But the only experience I do have, I can talk about, is that. But he, got, said, he said qualified, though. You think he qualified him? I, I, I never thought he was qualified. Fair. But what I'm saying, if you ask about what he said, I think I, I respect that. That's his point of view. Like, look, I might not have all that experience and I'm not qualified, but this is what I do have. I feel it. And I, I do like that. I feel it, George. Because I can do that job. 
Philadelphia called me. I got six Pro Bowls. You do? I got all pro. You ain't played no Hall of Famers. Yes, I have. Who? Tom Brady. Ah, you ready? You ready? Yeah, I mean, I know what Tommy do every day. Look, look, Jalen, Travis Kelsey, and I, I, I'm gonna get in the Hall of Fame. Don't short me, my dog. Yeah, don't cut me short. <laughs> anyway, so if he can do it, I can do it. How you feel about that? I mean, you know how I feel about it. <laughs> I have no experience. I have no idea what I'm doing, but we're gonna have at it, and I'm, I'm not gonna apologize for being here. Oh, look, I don't. We'll see. You know, maybe he's a genius, and we're all just silly. I don't feel like you can reinvent the wheel for something that is nuanced and complicated as being a head coach in the NFL. Forgive me. I think it's a hard job, guys. I think there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, playing in Super Bowls, all that experience is great. What that has to do with coaching, I have absolutely no idea because there are great coaches in this league who did not play in Super Bowls. That's true. Who did not even play at the pro level. So Andy it, Reed. it has no correlation with success whatsoever. Right. We'll see. You can win me over with self-awareness at the very I, I feel like Jeff Saturday seems self-aware of the situation. I mean the process the process that got us here was terrible. Terrible. But he's here now. And like, you know, to admit like I might be awful at this, but I'm not afraid of the challenge. I'm like, yeah, I'm not rooting against Jeff Saturday. Let's put it that way. So I, I appreciate the self-awareness. I'm I'm fascinated to see how it goes. I wouldn't say I'm optimistic. But yeah, I like that he said he knows that he's Look, I'm knowing on those parents. Didn't I feel like I got like a Rudy speech? Like a like a It was a very run, like a, it was very run yeah. to the wall. It was very football guy. Like a football yeah. guy, like a movie very like guy, But yeah. here's here's what I will say. I don't mind football guy speeches from football guys. Just Saturday lived his career as a 6'3", 310-pound offensive lineman. He can give me a football guy speech and I'll buy it. Okay. But when I see these, you know, 5'9", I, I don't, I'm trying to fake football guy. Oh, yeah. We played for one. Um, <laughs> oh. When you see, you know, I, I didn't say any name. I didn't say any name. You said Chip Kelly. That is not, that's not what I said. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Right. So we played for one. Football guy is great. With coaching, though. I don't know what it has to do with coaching. We got a football guy in Detroit right now. Yeah, it's true. Big football guy. We got, a, oh. we got a non-football guy in Miami who's kicking ass. I'm just saying. There's, just, yeah. there's no there's no evidence that any of that means anything. That's, that's, that's true. a great point. Well, there's clearly no evidence that winning games means a whole lot because Steve Young, he has some thoughts on Justin Herbert. Now, remember, Justin Herbert is 20 and 20 in his career. That's not in the prompter. I'm just giving you excessive information that you should know. Now, he's playing the 49ers on Sunday night. Niners legend Steve Young praised Justin Herbert, calling him a generational talent like Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen, adding, quote, he is that guy, but I don't believe he's got the help. Close quote. You did not read that unbiased. That was soaked in Wow. I can't help myself. I can't help myself. Steve Young, what are we talking about? Uh -oh. How can you say that Justin Herbert has been given no help? Now, what you can say is that Justin Herbert's roster is injured, depleted. I get that. But Justin Herbert's center, Lindsey, is an all-pro, though injured. Justin Herbert's left guard, a first-round draft pick. Justin Herbert's left tackle, a first-round draft pick. Now, they may be injured, but he was given the help. Justin Herbert's wide receiver one, Keenan Allen. He is on five straight Pro Bowl seasons. His other wide receiver is the best jump ball receiver, along with DeAndre Hopkins, in the league. His running back is a 20-touchdown running back, a top-three all-purpose bat. On defense, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. Derwin James, J.C. Jackson. Now, the help may not have panned out, but say that. Don't say he hasn't been given help. Say that the help is hurt or the help hasn't panned out. 
Be accurate with your words because you keep deceiving people on television. Justin Herbert has a generational arm, but he has not proven to be a generational talent. He is 20 and 20 as a starter. He started his career 10 and 10. That is not generational. He might have generational height. He might have generational hair color. He might have generational eye color, but he is not a generational winner. He might have a generational arm, might have generational legs, might have a generational personality, but we got to stop putting him in the conversation with Aaron Rodgers, with Patrick Mahomes, and with Josh Allen. These people have been to the playoffs. These people are winners. These people win games. 20 and 20 as a starter, 10 and <coughs> 10. Two 20 games. I do not see the generational winning. I see a generational arm, and that's about where it starts and where it stops. And I will stop so you can talk. Do you agree with Steve Young's brain? He dislikes him so bad. Does he feel Does he feel better? Do you feel better? Not at all. Not yet. <laughs> I, hey, I get like this sometimes. Depending on, like, Aaron Rodgers, I got to get it out. <sighs> and I feel better. Okay, so I agree with Steve. I, I, if I had to, okay. First of all, in his, in his three years, they've had a top, t top 10 offense, right? Now, he don't play defense now. The defense 23rd, 29th, and 30th. What Steve Young did say is true. He needs some help. Them guys, are, everybody you talked about, majority of them guys are banged up. They're not playing. If I had to draw a, or, or make a, a quarterback, right, for my dreams, like my dream quarterback, well, it would probably be Justin Herbert. Now, he'd probably be black, though. He'd be a black guy, you know. But his size, his height, his strength, his speed, his arm – He's intelligence. He has it all. Like, he does have it all. We can't take that from him. If you have to draw a quarterback, it would look just like that. So, I get where Steve is coming from. Now, you're right. He does have to win. And I hate to talk about the help part because a guy like Lamar Jackson, he does it every week with no help. So, I'll take the help part out of his speech. So, then what do you agree with? I I'd agree what that he's agree with? generational player, generational talent, generational quarterback. We won't see another Justin Herbert in the next, what, 10 years? You saw one two years ago with Josh Allen, two years prior. The thing, but it's the difference between him and Josh Allen. We don't see Allen. one Caleb Williams from USC. We don't see one tomorrow. There's probably one playing okay. at high school okay. right around the corner. First of all, Jeez. I played with Josh Allen as a rookie. Josh Allen was not Justin Herbert as a rookie. He was not that. Did he have help? Josh Did he have Al Keenan Allen Wait, and Mike Williams? Let me finish. No, we can Josh, do this together. Josh Did he have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams? Josh Allen in the second year was not Justin Herbert in the second year. What happened when Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs? He went to the playoffs. George Taylor? I'm just, I'm just talking about what, looking at his arm, looking at the accuracy and all that. Let's tell you the truth, bro. Josh got more accurate as he got on, but Justin became, became, uh, came in accurate. Came in strong arm. He came like that. He's accurate at being average. He's accurate with averageness. He don't He's have accurate at being 500. He don't have you, – you're talking about winning. I'm talking about just the player, right? He don't have accurate numbers or uh, um, average numbers no. at all. No, above okay? average numbers. So if I showed you Josh Allen, some rookie stuff, you go, okay. This, this, yeah, it was bad. Okay. Right, I'm right again. I'm 96.5 of the time I'm right. It's not your problem. Don't <laughs> worry about that. Uh, I don't think that Justin Herbert can be called a generational talent yet. Okay. He has the tools to become a generational talent. And he had an amazing rookie season, and we all have eyeballs, so we see what he could potentially become. That's right. Mm -hmm. He has the, the raw materials, if you will. Raw. But I do think you have to fairly be compared to your peers. Okay. So let's do that. Outside of Jordan Love, what's going on here? Well, you got Joe Burrow in the, in the Super, Bowl, Super Bowl. So he's already had – and had an injury since he's been in, in the NFL. And he definitely didn't have any help and certainly didn't have any help in the offensive line. So he's been to a Super Bowl. Joe didn't have no help? To it? No, now he does. Not when he first got there. Not when he first got I'll there, say he didn't. It was the Super Bowl. He was there, though, when he first got there. 
We talked. You, you, she mentioned the Super Bowl, she was right? Talking oh, about Super Bowl. I'm talking about career. Collective. Yeah. Now he has help. Oh, okay. No, I mean, no, he has okay. Help okay. Sure. No, no. He's got Joe okay. Mixon. He's got Jamar Chase. He's okay. got, he's got okay. lots of help now. But he he's overcome things and and won, no right? One. Tua hasn't lost a game that he's started and finished this year. Not one. Jalen Hurts. Uh, undefeated. undefeated. Uh, now, I think we're probably uh. exaggerating how bad the Chargers are because they are 5-3. and three. Mm-hmm. Like, They're in the playoffs right now. No doubt about it. So, so yeah. what, what I will say is he's not achieved enough in the NFL to be called a generational talent. That's all I'm saying. That is an exaggeration. That is us falling in love with what we see right. instead of the results. results. And being compared to your peers, <clears throat> he's... He's not overcoming the way he should. Let's not act like he went to a dysfunctional situation. I would argue <laughs> that Tua has overcome the most. Actually, I'd be right. You they tried to right. replace him three times. Three times. The, the owner was suspended for the start of this season for trying to bring in Tom Brady to replace Tua. He had to get a new coach. He didn't have help when he first got there. He's been doubted by everybody. Everybody and his mama. Came off of a hip injury coming out of college. He did. He did. So, so no one's overcome more than Tua to be where he is. And winning. That wasn't Justin Herbert's path. Nope, Joe Burrow know. went to the Cincinnati Bengals. Right, right. Okay, they don't let you take Gatorade home. Two and fourteen. Mm-hmm. All right, yes, and came overcame an injury within his career in the NFL. Right. Uh, um, Jalen Hurts is still fighting for his life. You don't right. even know if he's going to get a long term deal because he's in Philadelphia. So he went to the cushiest of the situations. Cushy, cushy, cushy. Shouldn't even have started. And Somebody got stabbed. And has yet to make the playoffs, and we don't know if he's going to this year. I, I don't. It's not that I don't think he's the, has the potential to be great that he doesn't have the tools to be great, and that he hasn't had great moments. Great but to moments. call him a generational talent in the era of Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers oh, no. and with the consistency that Josh Allen has showed over the past few years, right. it, I think that's an exaggeration. I just, I just think real quick, so we're comparing to his peers you, you guys are talking about, right? Yeah. So do you think that his peers are more talented than him? That's my question. I don't really... Talent doesn't move me. But this, as much no, as no, 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 hold on. I know, but this is this is what Steve was saying. Generational talent. So I'm just saying talent-wise. If all like Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow can't touch him with talent. Let's get that straight. Are you only talking tangibles? Like are you tangibles, only yard, arm? we arm, strength, running ability, accuracy, yards, athleticism. He got, he got way more yards than all them dudes. We're talking saying, about to me that the, matters to, something. To me, what matters most is wins. No, I would say okay. leadership. What's Jalen Hurts' best quality? Like, Jalen Hurts' best quality is not Jaylen. his arm. Like, Jalen Hurts' best right. quality is his leadership. Okay, but his heart, his robbery. Gener- generational matters. talent is not, we're not talking about no leadership. Aaron Rodgers is the worst leadership leader we've known Correct. in the world. He's one of the best but quarterbacks. But Tom Brady is one of the best leaders we've ever seen, as you but said, st- and he, that matters. My question to y'all, right, is you compare him to his peers. My question is, all the guys you his name, Tool, overcoming all this hip injury and all this other stuff, are y'all telling me that dumb guys are just as talented or better or more talented than him? That can't even look at me. They're, they're more conducive yeah. to winning. He's gonna say. Winning. I think I, I, I figured this out. I figure it's 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 you said it. It's just it's the wording that bothers you. That's all. So what if I just said Justin Herbert is certainly one of the three. Well, he's he's one of the five or six most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. Easy. And he's one of the three best quarterbacks under the age of 26 in the league. Ooh. And also, you did a very you did a masterful job of neglecting to point out. And, okay, maybe Steve Young misspoke. But all those guys that you said that Justin Herbert's got, 
He don't got him right now. Yeah. He doesn't have Keelan, Keenan Allen. He doesn't have Mike Williams. He hasn't had Corey Lindsley at times during the Bolsa season. Either. He yeah. doesn't have Rashawn Slater. I don't really care about the defense because what are we talking about? We're oh, talking about the process of how good the offense looks. Mm-hmm. Look at this list of guys. Yeah, I mean, if you want to throw, if you want to throw J.C. Jackson and Joey Bosa in there, game plan. Even their kickers hurt, man. They got your boy Cameron Dicker on let, the let team. Let me ask you this. I have issue Who with the is fact that? that he said he is that guy, but I don't believe he's got the help. You cannot try we to can, help him more than they've tried to help him. Nobody's again, gotten more assistant. I feel I am, comfortable giving him a pass a little bit on this year because of all the injuries I would that they've had. Yeah, but, but, if, but if, and maybe we're dissecting Steve's words a little That's, bit I, I feel like Steve is saying he doesn't have the help today. The help, today, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Because if he's saying, if he's implying that, that they haven't, made moves and put pieces that's around him, yeah, that's, right. not that's not true. Yeah. But they're not available right now. So right. if you want to give them a pass, because which we've done before, like, yeah. okay, the Ravens, they had everybody injured. You yep. can't expect anything. Yep. They don't never get Lamar that type of no, benefit. They don't. Of here's, uh, before, we, before we dip, here's my only issue, Joy, is I'm looking at your body of work. This season, I'm not mad at Justin Herbert, bro. You out receiver one, receiver two. His body I'm, of work. I'm looking at body of he work. You sound kind of mad, though. He, because he's 20 and 20 body of work. Deshaun Watson went 4 and 12 in a season and still has a winning record. Lamar Jackson last year had nobody healthy and still has a winning record. Josh Allen's rookie year, does, you know, I think he started 0-6. But does the, stat, like does, does the stats matter? I know winnings matter. I, I think eventually he starts winning as he gets older. But let's just talk about his, his stats, his numbers. We haven't seen nobody in the first two years like that. The him. reason I can't talk about numbers is because okay I, about that? I, no, okay. I vividly recall the Cowboys season in 2020. They started off 1-3, and three, and Dak Prescott was on pace for 6,000 yards and like 50 touchdowns, and that meant nothing. So I can't look at stats and be like, ooh, these stats. Yeah. You were there. Yeah. They started off 1-3, and three, you, and he was on pace for 6,000 okay, yards. But on the flip side, flip it. If, <laughs> if Dak Prescott – if, if, if Dak. the Cowboys went 14-2 and two with Cooper Rush – doing what he was doing before, would you get on TV and say he was one of the three best quarterbacks in the Ooh, league? If point. you did, I would be so it's, mad at it's, you. It's more of a talent talent versus uh, winning conversation. Yes, and I like winning. I think they're Personally. both, they're the both important. Steve, That's they're not, both important, Steve they, always, they, all, they don't always Steve, coincide. They this, don't. Is, this is Steve the biggest, says, Steve biggest said philosophy different. Like, winning, is, winning is the name of the game. Yeah. I care about other stuff just as much. I, I care about because the process. that's why we have this conversation about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron sure. Rodgers is the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. Yeah, bo- yeah, well, right. he has one Super Bowl. Right. So all that talent is delightful, but how did it translate into winning Let me the just, biggest moment? Can I just hey, we gotta go. No, we gotta no, go. We, I, I gotta, I gotta. Well, ask. I let you have it last time. You stop I on, let man. you go last time. I gotta okay. go to break. Right, well, right. Before we go to break, birthday. two five. I gotta call you out on something, big dog, <laughs> because you mentioned that when you went to the Chiefs, you went because of Andy Reid. But it looked like you said you went for them taxes, man. It said, look, L.A. is far. I got a seven-year-old son. He wouldn't like that very much. But also them taxes, big dog. I mean, what was it? Was it the taxes or was it the coach? That's, that's, that's one of the reasons, too. Two reasons. Hey, listen, that's only one reason. Taxes only one reason. real, man. It's, only one, it's more than one reason. <laughs> so, I can't lie on that. Nah. Shout out Brooke Pryor. Brooke's great. Oh, I just had to bring that up too fast, Brooke. Okay, let's go to Tua Tungabailoa coming up next. Tua. He's having an MVP caliber season, but his head coach says he's not at all surprised. We got to weigh in on that and keep it going. Next. Tua's been balling. Oh, come on. Well, we got to head to Miami, y'all. Dolphins, they've gotten off to a great start, particularly when Tua's playing. Now, they've been in the headlines, and Tua is the reason why. 15 touchdown passes, leads the league in passer rating, and his coach, Mike McDaniel, is singing his praises, saying, quote, anything that's happening with him is not a surprise to me. Close, quote. 
I got to be honest, Joy, Shady, Dave, I'm surprised. Y'all know I'm a Dolphins fan. I've been rocking with these Dolphins not as long as Joy, obviously, but this season I've been rocking with them from day one. I'm surprised because Tua's been that good. Any quarterback that is number one in passer rating, number three in completion percentage, number one in passing yards per attempt, not named Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, I would be surprised by. And at the end of the day, Tua is number one in all of those categories and number three in completion percentage. So I got to be honest, it's surprising. It's also surprising because he has a first-year head coach, and it's surprising because he has a new number one wide receiver. So it is surprising to me. Look at what Derek Carr is doing in Las Vegas. He got a number one wide receiver in Devontae Adams. He got a first-year head coach, and they can't get right. right. Um, so I am surprised, full transparency. I'm surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised. But, Joy, are you surprised by Tua's success? No, I'm not surprised by it. I wasn't sure what Tua was going to become in this league, and I've obviously been very critical of his journey uh, in part because of what's gone on with the organization. But I'm not surprised by what's happening this year. I predicted that they would be better this year and that Tua would look great. Now, he looks better than I think any of us anticipated, if we're all being honest. Yep. No one except for Tua non predicted this. <laughs> um, so it is it's very impressive, especially considering everything that he's overcome, which I mentioned in the last block. But I got to say, I'm very impressed with Mike McDaniel. Because I've been watching these Dolphins for, eh, let's say, about 25 years, give or take, uh, I've seen a lot, including uh, very few playoff wins. They haven't won a playoff game since the year 2000. Mm. That's 22 years ago. There are adults in my mentions who weren't alive to watch <laughs> that happen. Okay, I was. So when you're talking about a, a first-time head coach coming into a situation, we don't really pay attention nationally to what's gone on in Miami over the years. They've been through a lot of coaches, a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of talent squandered, a lot of uh, mistakes and missteps by the organization. So for Mike McDaniel to come into a scandal, mind you, mm -hmm. yeah, right, right, on one end, and then the owner being suspended, that kind of history with an organization – Tua, who the organization tried to replace three times and then bring all of this together, and we talk about the Dolphins like they are a formidable contender as a first-time head coach, that's a lot to do. So I think Tua has shown that he and Mike McDaniel have a great relationship. That's good on McDaniel and Tua, but on McDaniel to build him up, to give him the confidence and back him and say this is your team, which the organization never did to bring in pieces, to make those pieces work for him, Tua as a rhythm quarterback to design the offense around Tua for what works for Tua and stop trying to force him to be something that he's not, has led to the success of the Dolphins and a, an organization that we really look at and say, no, they could, they could actually make it to the Super Bowl and win. That, to me, is incredible. I don't like the word surprise. Why not? Because it's easy. It's easy. And – the word I like is impressed. I'm so, so impressed yeah. by what Tua's doing. I don't like the word surprised because it's easy to forget. It's easy to forget where this guy has come from. Mm -hmm. After everything that he's been through, and he's been through a lot. But remember the pedigree here. I, I'm an SEC football fan. I've known who Tua Tungavailoa is since 2016. Like before he ever got on a field at Alabama, people were like, I don't know how they're going to keep this kid off the field. Tank for Tua was a thing two whole years before he got drafted. He goes in the top five. He was a top five pick. People talk about him like he's a plucky underdog. He's a top <laughs> five pick. They drafted Jalen Waddle, who was an underrated part of Bama's success when they were winning natties. 
They got Tyreek Hill, who his impact speaks for itself. They went and got him one of the best left tackles in football in Teron uh, Armstead. And to reiterate what Joy just said, Mike McDaniel was one of my favorite candidates of the last coaching cycle. Like everything that he did for San Francisco with the schemes they ran, particularly, ironically, what they did in the running game was always so, so impressive to me. So they surrounded this guy with incredible resources. I'm not surprised. I'm surprised by the Seahawks. I'm surprised by the Giants. I'm impressed that Tua is as talented as he is. They gave him the talent to do it, and he took it and ran with it. He deserves all the credit for that, but I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised. <laughs> I got to be honest. I, I didn't know he can play this good. All right? I mean, they, they, they benched him for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, like, there were so many rumors every other week how, oh, they're trying to trade him. They want to get Deshaun Watson, the front office with, with the coach. It was like a lot going on. So, and one thing about football is like, you see this player, when you draft a player, you see him every day. I see him his best days, his bad days, his worst days. I see him at practice. I see him in the film room. I see him on game day. So you see him. And then I keep hearing these rumors how you want to trade him. So I'm like, well, he can't be that good. His first two years, he barely averaged, what, 200 yards passing. But he's came a long way, and he looks great. I mean, watch him on tape. He looks smart. He knows he looks, he looks sure of himself. He looks confident. He's very accurate, so I'm happy for two. I'm happy he's doing well, but I, I got to be honest, I, I didn't know this. I didn't know he could play this good. And how could you be confident when you're constantly, they're constantly trying to replace you? Yeah, correct. And he used to answer some questions like, well, how do you feel about that? And he would be like, like, he didn't know what to say. So I gave him a lot of credit for that. That yeah, takes a lot. He's been balling. I think the biggest reason I guess I'm surprised, first-year head coaches with these quarterbacks, it doesn't always work out. Trevor yeah. Lawrence isn't really succeeding where he is right now with Doug Peterson. Right. Russell Wilson likely going to the Hall of Fame. He's struggling with his first-time head coach. Derek Carr <clears throat> has had an MVP vote before, three-time Pro Bowler, struggling with his head coach. Daniel Jones, even though they're winning, six touchdowns on the season. Mm, this right here? Six. There's six of them on the season. So, Tua, what you are doing is impressive wow. for sure and surprising to some. Coming up, speaking of Miami, Tyreek Hill, he's putting up some numbers this year, y'all. 1,000 yards on pace to be the first 2,000 receiver in NFL history. But can he be in the MVP conversation? That's next on Speed. Now look, Tyreek Hill's first season in Miami has already been an instant success. Over 1,000 yards receiving, and he's on pace to break the regular season record for receiving yards. Cheetah is getting some award buzz and is currently 10th in MVP odds, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. Shady McCoy. Shady McCoy. Should Tyreek Hill, as great as he's been, be in this MVP conversation. Absolutely. Like, we talked about Tua doing well, but it won't be because of, I mean, without him, it wouldn't happen. So we got to give Tyreek Hill some love. I think if we look at any of the top five MVP candidates, he got to be in the top five. Who's playing better than him? Jalen Hurts? Who else? I don't, I don't know anybody else. So put my man in the top five. It's the cheetah. It just bums me out. Joy talked about this the other day. Like, it bums me out that this, this is how this happens. Tyreek Hill setting the league on fire. He could potentially break the receiving record. And, oh, by the way, he's on pace. He's close to doing it in 16 games. Like, like Calvin Johnson said it in 16 games. He's only, like, two yards off that pace. That's the type of production that we're talking about right now. But people are going to say, oh, he can't win MVP because that's got to go to a quarterback. So let's just give him NFL Offensive Player of the Year and we'll call it even. Which – I would absolutely vote for him for NFL Offensive Player of the Year, but I would just love to see a little more inclusion in the MVP conversation, especially when a guy is playing like this. Absolutely. Balling, do, I, do I think he'll wind up beating a quarterback? Probably not, but I think he deserves consideration the way he's playing. Absolutely. I think he deserves consideration. 
I don't think that he should be in, MV, in the MVP conversation only because though he is the best at his position in my mind in all of football, he is better at what he does than anybody is as what they do currently this year. Maybe you could argue Micah Parsons, but even then, I wouldn't even put Mike in that conversation. I think Tyreek is, Tyreek is head and shoulders above everybody else. He's just not the most important as it pertains to winning. And that, to me, is what it is. Like, if you're most valuable, then you got to be the most valuable as it pertains to winning. And Tua's even more valuable than Tyreek on that team. Because when Tua starts and finishes games, he's undefeated. When Tyreek starts and finishes games, they still got three losses. So I love what Dave was saying as far as, like, I wish there was a off, not just offensive player, best wide receiver, offensive player. Give me all that. But for me, value was still dependent upon who's most important to winning. Joy, where you stand? Well, that's why this conversation always comes back to quarterbacks. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. what is the most valuable position to quarterback? No doubt about it. And if you have a quarterback in the league who's putting up numbers and their team is winning at a high level, yep. you kind of default have to give it to them. But that's why I really don't like the MVP conversation because it's just the best quarterback on the best team. Right. right, right. Unless you have a great quarterback who maybe isn't on the best team but is putting up otherworldly mm -hmm. numbers. So it's really just, like, not a fun conversation. You kind of already know who's going to win. At the end of the season, the guy who's been the most consistent, who hasn't missed any games, who has the best numbers yep. on the best team is going to win it. So I would like, again, also for it to be more inclusive. I don't know if we need to have, like, a best quarterback award, and I don't want to get into, like, everybody needs an award type of thing. <laughs> but, you know, we can have a fun conversation about if we weren't going to give it to a quarterback this year, which it will go to a quarterback, if we weren't, who would it go to? I think Tyreek is at the top of the list. I yeah. do think Micah Parsons should be in that conversation. Derrick Henry has to be considered for that every single year. He's the only reason why we take the Titans seriously on any level. Yep. You can go even further down. I think someone like a, a Saquon Barkley could get thrown into the conversation. So if you have, if you just remove the quarterbacks, which obviously this is now a hypothetical, but if you remove them, then the conversation becomes much more fun. And you really look at how is this individual player actually affecting the winning of the team that we consider to be a contender. I like the name of Derrick Henry because I actually believe Derrick Henry is the most valuable person on that team. Malik Willis com completed five passes in their game <laughs> on primetime against the Chiefs, and tough. they still almost won. Yeah. So I like the Derrick Henry of it all because if you're the most valuable on your team, give it to you. But remember, Tyreek Hill had 12 catches and 10 catches when Tua was gone, and they still lost both games. So Tyreek to me is like – incredible at what he does, but when I think of value, it's either quarterbacks or, like Joy was saying, I love the Derrick Henry but, over But it's a dependent position. So if we want to look at what's dependent, then you have to look at the quarterbacks who have won it as well. Would Josh Allen be in this conversation without Stephon Diggs? Nope. Mm -hmm. That's true. Would Aaron Rodgers have won the, the league MVP back-to-back -back years without Devontae Adams? How's he look this year? Right. Nope. Mm -hmm. So as, when you're looking at a truly dependent position, which obviously you can argue for any position in the NFL, but quarterback receiver is just about as, as, as deep as it gets when it comes to that. And I think this one's different because he's about to set records. Like, he's about to break records here. So that matters. At the end of the year, if he comes with, comes with what, almost 2,000 yards, like, how, how does he not win that award? What if we just... I mean, like, yeah, what if we just leave MVP for the quarterbacks? Because you can't argue that quarterback is the most valuable position. That's the word, the hang-up is the word value. Yeah. Put you on the spot real quick. What is the language for the Heisman Trophy? Is it the best college football player? It's the most outstanding oh, college yeah. football player. A most outstanding award. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, I, I mean, that's what it should be, yeah. is the most outstanding player. Yeah. If it's MVP, it's always going to go to I'm with you on that. Especially in a league where a good, all yeah, of the that's rules a, that's a good lead point. towards the offensive side of the Okay, ball. quickly. If it's most outstanding, then, yeah. Then I'm more of a Tyree Kills going yeah. crazy. 
Matthew Judon for the Patriots, 11 sacks going crazy. Ubala. Micah Parsons going crazy. Uh, Jay Derrick Henry. Derrick, Derrick Henry's Henry. going Saquon crazy. Barkley. Saquon Barkley, Patrick Mahomes. Like, if it's most outstanding. Because then, then but doesn't that hurt like a Jalen Hurts? If you go with the most outstanding, no, you, no, I think Jalen Hurts is. is I would vote for Jalen Hurts for MVP too. right yeah. now. Playing well, winning games, all that matters though. Wins and play all and, and play success uh, during the games and all that, all that matters. The Eagles are a four and four team with a lesser quarterback right now. Like Jalen Hurts yeah. is everything to the best record. At least in the you league know right that. Now. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I keep saying nice things about the Eagles, and you just I mean, keep not. How do you say anything bad on the Eagles? Like, that's not. Oh, makes, I, was, I mean, I doesn't mean anything. He makes a good point. Well, coming up, look, y'all, we got to take care of some family business, and you do not want to miss it's it. Happy birthday, boy. Happy birthday. Somebody Somebody birthday. birthday. <laughs> we'll see y'all shortly. Don't go anywhere. Can we do sh- no shots? Welcome back, family. I guess we're taking care of some family business, but I don't know. Oh! Smashing your face. Oh, my God. Oh, that's a nice game. We got him cupcakes with his own face. face Um, You ever see uh, um, Peyton Fool? Got smashing your face? It looks good. Look at Peyton Yeah, get a a close-up on that. That's a nice suit. You don't even want to die, though. You want to do it? Like it's your birthday, it's your birthday, it's your birthday, bro. Get Dave one, get Dave a cupcake. Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, this somebody touched this one. Give me a shot, give me a shot. Somebody touched that one right there. Is it good? It's all gone. 